All right, everybody, please take a seat. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm your substitute teacher, Mr. Tinman. And our first assignment today is what you want to be when you grow up. So we're going to go around the room. You over there with the Afro puffs. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I'm thinking about a hairstylist or like, a designer. Those are some pretty good professions. And you over there in the Marlins jersey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a baseball player. Oh, that's a pretty awesome profession as well. And you over there sitting there with the tiara. What would you like to be when you grow up? I want to be a DJ. Oh, that's a pretty crafty profession. And you? Back there with the bus saw dreads. What would you like to be when you grow up? Uh, I, I want to be a motherfucking soldier. You better ask somebody. Hi, T. Afternoon and welcome to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only, the Brooklyn Buzzsaw, Tony Baritone, Dalento Mardela. I'm by myself today, by myself today, because I got something else in the woodworks for you. I got something else in the woodworks for you. So, listen. After you catch this podcast, because you're probably going to catch the re-ear, guess what? I'm going to be doing another show at 8 p.m., but guess what? That's going to be pure video. There won't be a live audio for that one. So to catch that one, you're probably going to have to go to my YouTube page. I'm just saying, because I don't believe my website is going to allow me to live stream directly into, maybe, maybe not. At least not right now. Maybe I have to get that worked out before we get started. But today is January 15th. Let's start off the whole entire podcast by saying happy birthday to Martin Luther King. Happy birthday to my sis, Tia. Let's get both of those knocked out of the way. Even though, even though we don't celebrate Martin Luther King weekend un, 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 until, this, until Monday, we're going to have a nice little long weekend coming up ahead of us. 
We got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. I mean, like I said, this MLK Day today. Major League Baseball was suspending a whole bunch of people. The WNBA decided that they wanted to re-up. We got some NFL playoffs. We got some PPW results. We got some Nick Talk that Nick Talk. And about anything else we can think of. Oh, yeah. Some college football players. But, 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 but. You know what I say. Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. Oh, it's been a while. And regardless of the weather. Don't fuck with me, don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me, don't it's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. My T Sports. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. You know how we do around these parts? You know how we do around here? <laughs> so, to start it off, to start it all off. First of all, first of all, first things first. You know I'm not the conventional person. I'm not gonna sit here and talk about what everybody else has sat here and talked about to open up their show for either the last week or the last couple of days. Nope, that's not me. You guys know how I am. You guys know how I truly, truly am. And how much I love me the women. Hey ladies. Where the ladies at? Yeah. Where the ladies at? Yeah. Where the ladies at? Where the ladies at? Sometimes you gotta fool them. Sometimes you gotta send a woman to a man's job, you know what I mean? In this case, my girl here like a grown motherfucking man. That nigga's been laid low. Catch you wearing a hurt, you know what I mean? Blow your balls off, nigga. So, first, I want to congratulate the ladies, the WNBA, very specifically for them closing out a deal, or I should say re-upping their deal, and signing a new collective bargaining agreement that is going to extend them out for an additional eight years. Now, I know what you're saying. Hey, Mr. WNBA, who cares? Watch your mouth. This is not the time for that. You understand? This is a time to big up your fellow ladies. Right? Because they, it wasn't only, it wasn't only just them getting this new contract, right? Because this new contract, I mean, them being re up for eight years, isn't doesn't really do much for them as it does as it doesn't move the needle for a lot of individuals like, like yourself the individuals that thought like hey who cares the WNBA well I care because ultimately it helps all of the WNBA play gets more money yeah because that's ultimately what it's about it's about the money because WNBA players, whether they were on the bottom or at the top, they were not making a living that they could sustain and only be a WNBA player like their male basketball counterparts. Now, I know you may still be thinking, hey, it's the WNBA. I'm going to say it again. Watch your mouth. <laughs> they 
went ahead and they incentivize now players monetarily that is that's because that's the only way you could really incentivize players to have this as their primary career have this as the place where all of the best players may start wanting to go may but at least number one start to get at least the american athletes to take pride in the women's national basketball association that goes on here in the united states so what they have done is that they have basically almost centupled right what's going to be player salary right or team salary right so that, that's the very first thing that's happened but what they've also done is that they've tripled player salary on average right where every single player is going to be making at least six digits per contract which is a start because i remember where or when this was how players in the nba were getting paid right around the time maybe where the wnba had just first started so 20 years later it's about goddamn time for them to get some of that money so now what's gonna happen is that you're gonna you're gonna get some of the top tier players they're gonna be able to to make now, now, now listen to these numbers folks listen to these numbers five hundred thousand dollars a year mind you i am telling you that there are nba players that are that are basically almost signing half a billion dollar contracts you understand they're they're the, the, i there are current nba players that have signed quarter of a billion dollar contracts so i am 100 percent happy for the women of the WNBA that are now able to start to get a little bit of the money that and I'm not gonna say even the money that their their male counterparts is but at least the, the money to want to stay here in America but not but they're only doing that they've also added health health care and child care and all kinds of other insurance insurance care they've also gone out and gotten more sponsors Obviously, more sponsors mean more money. They're gonna, they're gonna do, they're gonna do things where they have mid-season tournaments. The WNBA is already a league where they already have to break up their seasons to go play overseas in the more lucrative season, in the more lucrative league that is. The WNBA season comes to a complete halt halfway through the season, so that these ladies can go play overseas and go, so that they can all uproot from here and go play somewhere else. This is what American basketball for women is looking like. So they've now, they've now put the amount of money where, listen, where while some may still do it, not all of them have to. And that was the feeling before, was that all of them had to do that, to go ahead and make money. They, what they've done is that they've allowed, and they've, they're also going to start helping the growth of these players as a business or as an individual, you know, helping them with the life skills, the, 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 the transition portion, the, the continuing education. They're, they're going, they're starting to go there now with them as well. The WNBA new collective bargain agreement 
Like I said, it isn't where the NBA is now, but it sure as hell looks exactly where the WNBA looked about 20 years ago, right before they took that lap, their, their next major jump. Or started taking their major jumps, I should say. Because I want to say the last major jump just happened a while ago, where we saw where we saw player salaries basically doubled, which still didn't allow players to go from basically making on an average, like I said, 125 million dollars, maybe sometimes 200 million dollars, you know, up to now 250, 300 million dollars, 400 million dollars by the time Giannis Antetokounmpo is a free agent. Remember that, because what they don't talk about half the time is just the constant inflation. Remember, it's going to go up every single year just by the inflation. We've seen the major jump these first couple of years just because they had to get that money in there. And they can't put all that money in there at once because it would have done way more than just doubled player salary. So player salary is going to take a significant jump as they now sign all these kind of media rights. We're talking about television, print media, internet media, streaming media. All of it, from things like ESPN and NBA to TSN to 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 Sky Sports to 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 to, to also what they have what they have in Asia, you know what I mean? To to to, to also what they have in Europe, you understand? To to also put in additional leagues in Mexico. Oh yeah, it has been what has helped help this sport grow, as is being able to get themselves seen more and hopefully it's going to help the WNBA as well now as the WNBA gets themselves a new contract we also see college football get themselves a new champion as we got to see oh yeah I did say new so that means we got to see the LSU Tigers Odell Beckham completely kept himself quiet this whole entire year. I have nothing bad to say about Odell Beckham all all entire this for the, for the majority part of this year, and I am going to change that now. Odell Beckham did something in the college football championship game that for once when the cameras was on him for when he wasn't in the game or for something that's on the sideline he did the right thing and you saw him giving cash money high fives like it was a drug transaction. We all know that drug transaction. Not that to say, it's not to put anything bad on what he was doing. I'm just, I'm just trying to describe you and how he was exchanging money from his hand to the players he was high fiving. We all know it, but it wasn't. But he wasn't trying to hide it. But he was definitely being very fanatical about it, very frantic, very boisterous about it. And I say you go for it in this sense, as he gave players. That were going into the NFL that were now that that were no longer to be college college eligible because they were going to be going into the NFL money into their hands live on national television and it couldn't have made me smile anymore. Odell Beckham had a golden redeemable moment. Got to love it. You've got to love it. I don't care what you say, but you've got to love it. 
Now the LSU Tigers came out there and they knocked the socks off of Clemson. And I am gonna tell you, it did not seem like that to begin with. I don't know if I'm gonna have enough time before I take my first break to give you exactly what you need here. But I'm telling you, this game started off with Clemson looking like, oh, little Clemson, guys done. I, see I, I don't reckon you, you done overlooked us over the last couple of years. And every single year, you, you overlook little old Clemson. We come out. And, 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 and we find a way to win, cause we just, we, we just had bunch And we keep trucking, we just fight, because we just little old Clemson. But little old Clemson has, oh, you know what that alarm means? That alarm means that it's 420. <laughs> and not very often do I get the opportunity to do a podcast live at 420. So, I'm gonna take a break. And the break isn't gonna be a break break. We gonna be on the air right here. Right? Let me see if there's anything I can turn up in the background to help give you a little bit of say. Like you know, you know I got something going in the background. I got wrestling on one on one television. I'm trying to catch up on the old on the latest episode of SmackDown as I've watched this now for the 15th time but I haven't finished watching it. I'm also on the other television. I got I got High New with Bomani Jones. I just finished watching that Milwaukee game. We got not Milwaukee game, that Memphis game. We're gonna talk about that in just a minute. But before this alarm goes off and my minute is up, you know. Smoke weed every day. Oh, yes. That's a good one. So. And I'm over here smoking basically how Joe Burrow was smoking that cigar after that game that he had. Because Clemson came out and they came and they showed that. Listen, you know what? We may be talking about we small. But we've been fat, we've been getting fat and sassy for the last two years, haven't we not? And LSU Tigers are looking over them like, yo, you guys got fat out there while we starved to death. You are the fat tigers. Look at we scrawny, we skinny still. You can see our ribs. So Clemson jumped out on a 17-7 lead early. Looked like they were going to take this game away from LSU and their perfect season. And then, things got serious. And, <laughs> there's a meme that kind of describes what happened here. Okay, Google, turn off alarm. And, as I just told Google to turn off the alarm, right? Let me see if I'm gonna take this break. I think I am gonna take this break. I think I am gonna take this break before we finish going up in this LSU game, right? But, before, and the reason why I say that, because I wanted to tell you guys something. I'm not sure if you guys know this. I turned my mic off for a reason. Because if you go to Google and you say, okay Google, play the MYT Sports Podcast, it will play it for you. If not directly on Google Play, then it will play it, hopefully, on whichever device that you listen to podcast at. Whether that's Spotify, whether that's TuneIn, whether that's iTunes, whether it's Podbean, whether it's CastBox, wherever you listen to your podcast at, it should be there. But you know what? Why even go through all that? 
the best and easiest way to get all of your podcasts? Just go to Google. Google got a Google got a Google, Google got a podcast thing. Download it. Or go to the website, mytsports.net. But if you ever just need an easy way while riding in a car, just say, hey yo, Google, play the MYT Sports Podcast. And it'll start playing the latest episode for you. And you'll be able to hear this lovely voice anytime that you want. And with that said, we're going to take ourselves a nice and little uh, breaky break. For CSU News 9, I'm Donato Wright. And I'm Tito Wiltsy. Good night. Clear. Since 1964, Connecticut School of Broadcasting has helped place thousands of people just like you in radio, television, and new media careers. You'll learn it all in a hands-on environment in a matter of months, not years. To take a tour of a campus in your area or to find out if a career in broadcasting is right for you, call 1-800-TV-RADIO or log on to GoCSB.com. For CSB News 9, I'm Donato Wright. And I'm Tito Wiltsy. Good night. Clear. Since 1964, Connecticut School of Broadcasting has helped place thousands of people just like you in radio, television, and new media careers. You'll learn it all in a hands-on environment in a matter of months, not years. To take a tour of a campus in your area or to find out if a career in broadcasting is right for you, call 1-800-TV-RADIO or log on to GoCSB.com. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one knowing talent, Omar Taylor. If you're still listening and you're listening live, you have much love, respect. Actually, you know what? You know what? I got something for you if you're listening live. I got something for you if you're listening live. Big up, big up. But if you listen to the re I ain't gonna forget you. I still got something for you too. <laughs> How are you listening? The lo- for me to you, I always appreciate that love. So let's continue to get into this LSU game. <clears throat> LSU Tigers are down early. First half. 17-7. And then there's a nice little meme that pops up. And it shows LSU. <laughs> it says LSU first half. LSU second half of the game. Or LSU after the first quarter. It says, and it shows a guy playing video games sitting back in his chair. And then, and that, and that's his, and that's representing him in the first quarter. Then it shows a picture of him leaning forward, elbows kind of on his thighs. You know, you know that position. Still playing the video game, a little bit more focused. And that's the picture for after the first quarter. And that's <laughs> and I couldn't describe it any more because af- halfway through the second quarter, right? LSU would basically go on a twenty. Uh, sorry, I almost misspoke there. A thirty-five to eight run. Let me explain to you again how they got slammed. LSU, after being down 17 to 7, they will go on a 35 to 8 run. Wait, are you asking me? 
Yes, I am telling you that they lost, or basically LSU Tigers won this game 42-25 to after being down 17-10, 17-7. Joe Burrows had um, attempted 49 passes, had completed 31 of them, had 463 yards. Booker T, can you come in here and help tell the people how many times he threw a touchdown? Five times, five times, five times, five times, five times. I don't even know you. I don't even think you understand how good this game was. And the game was still good. It wasn't just good, it was goods. That's the difference between being good and goods. Five times, five times, five times, five times, five times. Joe Burrow is the goods. I didn't know that. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. On top of leading his team through passing, he was able to get the ball to his running back 16 times who broke away for 110 yards. But we're not here to talk about his running back. I wanted to talk about the number two rusher on that team. You know who that was? That was also Joe the Goods Burrow. 14 attempts, 58 yards, one touchdown. And I'm telling you, that was a game to behold. And after, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He got that ball to his wide receiver nine times. His wide receiver um, pulled that in for 221 yards. His wide receiver. I hope I have this written right. Jamon Chase. Did I write that right? Oh, that's my that's my bad handwriting. He got his running back, Clyde Edwards Lane, right? 16 attempts, 110 yards, no touchdowns. Wide receiver. Jamal Chase, nine catches, 221 yards, two touchdowns. He basically had almost half of his yardage by only having a third of the catches. Just saying. Less than a third, by the way. Less than a third of the catches. Almost a fourth. Something like three and a half. After the game, you would see Joe Burrow sitting back, puffing on a cigar, chilling. Like, he ain't had sex this whole entire season. And after breaking the family curse of not winning a championship, whether that's in high school or in college, he finally not only won a national championship, but he went into the back real quick. Caught them clappers. And now he's sitting back. Enjoying a 420 moment. That's how relaxed he looked. And as I'm still watching this game, I'm looking at this game like, I think I've seen this game before. I, and I know, right? It's weird. You guys are like, wait, what? what? Uh, well, how you go here? Like, how, how did we go from, 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 from from all of that to, 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 to you seeing this game before. I'm telling you. I think I've seen this game before. And what I want to say is that Joe Burrow may have been aspired. Look at, some of the, look at some of the throws that he threw. 
right? It seems that you couldn't get to this YIZ. He kept on getting those balls away. And he may have been inspired by Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Because it is almost identical to how it looked in that Kansas City game. Where in the first quarter, Kansas City was down against Houston. 21 to nothing. It really looked like this game was about to get away from them. Kansas City fans was over there talking about, ooh. Then, just like the mean describe for LSU, I want to say the same thing for Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes sat forward in his chair. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I wasn't paying attention. Like, I was trying to eat a sandwich real quick while I was playing. <laughs> That's loser. Like, I was trying to eat a sandwich real quick while I was playing. And my little brother, and I was also trying to help my little brother with his homework. And my girl came in and decided to top me off real quick. <laughs> All that happened in, in one 15-minute quarter. Right? So then he sits, he leads in forward. And Houston, which we don't not we, we do not expect to happen to Houston. Cause remember, Mr. Dabo Sweeney over there. From 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 little little Clemson. He don't said that. Sean Watson, I, I reckon he, he, he may be the next Michael Jordan. I ain't never seen Michael Jordan blow a game like that. Ooh. So <laughs> we have to get away with that, Mr. Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney. I don't know why I want to say his name. Dabo Sweeney. That's all, folks. I just realized where that was coming from. Sorry, even I don't know why I do some of the things I do when I do them. It just comes out of my body. <laughs> I know, I gotta get away. So, they would lose that lead by the halftime. In the second quarter, it was 24 to 28. They went on a 28 point run before Houston settled. Not, 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 not scored. Settled for a field goal. Who is right? Say it again. Mob deep. I know some of you may think this is Meek Mills. R.I.P. To Mob deep. One of niggas really died from like sickle cell or whatever. Mm. So I took a little sippy sip. They would lose that lead by the half, 28 to 24. Kansas City would end that game on a 51 to 10 run. 
I'll say it again for you. Kansas City would end that game on a fifth. So even in the second half, after putting up 28 points in the second half, and it was 28 to 24, right? Basically all 28 to 3 once Kansas City started playing for real. Like for real, for real. Did I mention that Randy Moss's son was in that LSU game, caught five catches? This is a big, light-skinned motherfucker. God damn, that's a big, light-skinned motherfucker. Right? So, <laughs> after going on this 28-3 run, they would go on another 22, 22, 22-7 run. If you want to make it look better in the second half, it was a 51 to 10 run. Patrick Mahomes passed the ball 35 times, 23, 23 completions, 321 yards. Booker team, and I'm, I'm sorry if you already put the mic up and, and, and started getting yourself ready and, and started getting yourself and winding and winding down for the day. But do you mind stepping back into the room and telling the people how many times Patrick Mahomes? Blood is thicker than water. Only in certain cases you need water to live. You learn that in the basic. My homie threw a touchdown. Five times. Five times. Five times. Five times. No interceptions either. I tell you, stop me when things start looking familiar. Patrick Mahomes, he 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 actually led his team in rushing. Seven attempts versus the fourteen for fifty-eight. Seven attempts for fifty-three yards. No TDs. Joe Burrow ain't again a TD there. And then he passed the ball. I got that ball 10 times to his number one favorite target, his tight end, Travis Kelsey. 10 times, 134 yards, and three touchdowns. Those two games look so eagerly similar to me. I, I, when I was watching this game, I was like, oh, no. Like, oh, no. Like, this guy, or whoever this offensive coin for this guy, like, they giving jobs to everybody else out there? Like, they need to give a job to this dude. Like, and I think he did just get a job in Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. I'll double check that. I think that just came across the wire while I was getting ready for the podcast, right? Now, one thing that has actually come across the wire for a couple of days now is actually... What's been going on in Major League Baseball? And I should probably play like some Houston music, but you know what? No, 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 no. They don't get that kind of love out here. Because honestly, never mob theme songs. They should burn. To be honest with you, Major League Major League Baseball ends up suspended. Houston Astros, Astros, sorry, general manager Jeff Lunghow, Lunghow. And their manager, A.J. Hinch, for cheating. Let's start there. For cheating. They were, they, 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 they incorporated a system that allowed them to help steal signs using technology that was 
easily accessible from their dugout or on the field. From gathering that information, they they put in a type of Morse code system where they banged on on trash cans to help signal the type of the the kind of pitch that was coming. They did that all the way to the point where they won a World Series. So the Major League Baseball has suspended Jeff Longhow and man, general manager Jeff Longhow and manager AJ Hinch for one year. Immediately after that, Houston Astros owner just completely fired him. Said to be honest with you, I don't even want to be tied with this. You guys are not welcome back after that. Like, so this is going to be one year and you come back to us. Nope. You you just cost us a first and second round pick for the next two consecutive years and cost me $5 million. And I honestly do not believe that that was enough of a punishment, but it's a start. That team should also lose their world championship. It should be stricken from the record books. If I am a Dodgers fan, if I am a Yankees fan, which I am, I am sick. You are sick. Because that is a championship that you could have had. That could have possibly a champion bit of championship not only that first year but the year to come. Joe Girardi may have just had one more year with this whole entire unit and he wouldn't have made some of the mis- some of the rookie mistakes that our that our current manager had. He may have just had a nice little run until he lost the championship. And the first year he lost that championship be like, "You know what? I'm done." Or won a championship be like and go, you know, and at least go out on top. The amount of people, the amount of jobs that were affected by their cheating. The amount of records that were affected by their cheating. The amount of money lost by other organizations by their cheating. But then their cheating expounded to the fact that one of their underlings by the name of manager Alex Cora in Boston, went to Boston I should say, and won a championship the very next year, utilizing the same cheating tactics or similar cheating tactics. Again, if you are a team that they faced, like the Yankees, you should be sick because you should have been like those little dirty cheating cocksuckers, you were supposed to be able to beat them. And we all knew that. We all wondered how the hell did they come out of nowhere was suddenly so good. It's because they found a way to cheat because cheating is something that that Boston New England area likes to do and does very well. Well, you know what? Boston's owner for the for the Red Sox has fired Alex Cora as well. I don't listen. They say that he has stepped down. I, I'm yeah. You may have stepped down just to save face, but make no mistake of it. Alex Cora. Yeah. Jeff Lundhau, and AJ Hinch, and to be honest with you, there needs to be one more firing that needs to happen, and 
I don't like to say this because if I had to root for any national team, right, outside of the Dodgers as well, sometimes, you know, Brooklyn Dodgers, it's, it's a Brooklyn thing, right? But if I, if I had to, if, when it comes to a national team, if I'm rooting for any national team, it's the Mets. But the Mets need to let go of their new hot, recently hired manager, Carlos Beltran, because he was part of that cheating culture. And they need to find a way to punish every single player that benefited from that cheating culture. From the Boston Red Sox to the Houston Astros. The Mets will be just be punished by firing their, their general manager. Now, nobody needs to get the championship, needs to be awarded for the championship that yeah, Houston won by cheating. But that year, this needs to be stricken from the, we had no champion that year, 2017. Just like the years that LeBron James was in Miami, nobody recognizes those years as a championship year, unless like most people don't recognize the year that Kevin Durant won championships in Golden State. We could recognize this year. It's like nobody would ever recognize Alex Rodriguez as ever being anything but a, but a steroid using cheater. Same thing here. That, that needs to consistently be on their records that they are cheaters. The Boston Red Sox, cheaters. New England Patriots, cheaters. Houston Astros, cheaters. Jeff Longhow, cheater. A.J. Hinch, cheater. Alex Rodriguez, cheater. Alex Rodriguez, Cheater. Alex Rodriguez. Cheater. Alex Rodriguez. Cheater. They're all lumped together. And they should not be celebrated. They should not be rewarded. They are cheaters. And cheaters never prosper. And that's how they got caught. Remember, tell your kids. Tell your wife. So, let us continue. Because, like, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do dumb shit, right? Like, and and let's and let's. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's pull that up. Let's make sure we understand exactly where we just put all of them. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want to put him in the bed. Cause he's a piece of I need the animal. I need to find my piece of poo like list. <laughs> I really do. Because this list is growing and I'm losing track. This list is 100% growing. And I am losing track. So... Let's start off, right, with the Peace of Pooh Awards, right? Now, in this, in this list, we have had Odell Beckham. Also in here has been Vontez Burfick. Now, we are adding... 
<laughs> I'm telling we're gonna add every single last one of them. Right? Oh. Let's not forget the Yeah, we oh no, listen, listen. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. They're cheaters. Like they they one hundred percent belong here. There was wait a minute, there was somebody really disgusting that we wanted that that was really supposed to be in this list. And I and I and I'm really forgetting about them. And I and I so like that I need to write this stuff down. We really should be writing this this stuff down. If I'm not mistaken, there was somebody that did something really egregious. I don't think it was Vontes Burfick. Vontes Burfick did get I think was it Vontes Burfick this year? But let's not forget. Alex Rodriguez is definitely on this list. Uh, 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 ah, and that's uh, now, and now, like I said, yes, we're adding the whole entire Houston Rock, Houston Astros, right? They will forever be on this list, just like, just like the Boston Red Sox, like they should have been on this list already, but they are now officially on this list. We are going to make sure that we put Carlos Beltran on here. A bell train, sorry. I know how you guys feel about his name. And we're definitely going to make sure we put these managers' names. The A.J. Hinches of the world. And the Jeff Han How, whatever his name is. Don't worry. It'll be written perfectly in the book. I know you guys have listened to the podcast for years. And like, you should have really had this written down already. I know, I know. Just I have it now. I have it now. And I will make sure that we get this out. I, I know, I know. There's a couple of guys who are missing. Like I know, um, there's that guy War Machine from the UFC. Oh, he's definitely on here. He beat up. A, he beat up his porn store girlfriend because he was jealous that she was fucking other dude. You're dating a fucking porn star. Like, I don't understand how simple simple can be. Like you, simple bitch, you. <laughs> so. <laughs> So let's continue because I don't want to stay here too long because, like I said, there's a lot of dumb shit that, that, that goes on. And they're not the only one where this thing happens to. And, and listen, so what I want to do right now is that we're in, the, we're in the playoffs. I want to have a Florida Man playoff edition. And in that Florida Man playoff edition... I did not realize. I, 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 I'm telling you, I, I really did not realize that we had a double-headed gator in Tennessee. Oh, man. Yes, folks. Florida man derails the culture. Or I should say Florida men derail the culture. As... The court jester Ryan Tannehill and his King Henry, they go into the realm of the three-eyed raven and they pluck the feathers one by one behind 30 carries. Yes, folks, that is bludgeon award worthy. But yes, folks, 30, 30 carries, 195 yards by their king. Oh. And just like everybody of every other star that I've mentioned so far that has dominated the game, 
He also was in multiple categories, being productive. He also passed for a touchdown as well. Yes, folks, Derrick Henry not only had three, 30 carries, 195 yards, he also had a passing touchdown as well. And I, and, and is it just me? But is it just me? But I wholeheartedly believe that every single positive thing that Ryan Tannehill does should be an indictment and 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 and, and direct evidence used or uh, well, a direct indictment against right first let's start there and and direct justification and evidence on why you should fire the Jets head coach Adam Gase like you understand every time he looks good you should fire you, you should think about firing Adam Gase and you should hire him and then fire him and, and then hire him back just to fire him again just, to, just as many times as it takes this season until Ryan Tannehill stops winning and you finally fire him because Ryan Tannehill has looked better than he ever has under Adam Gase I don't want to hear that. Oh, he has Derrick Henry, and he finally has, and he finally has some weapons. They had talent down in Miami. I'm down here in Miami. He had talent down here. You understand? Like the shit job that Adam Gase did in, did in Miami. It's like it's like all of a sudden, if if after the after Cleveland fires their head coach, you pick up Cleveland's head coach. Giants, Jets, whoever, and say that, oh, we believe this is going to work. Or the Ravens go up and pick Cleveland head coach and fire and be like, oh, oh, yeah, he did well. He did, he did well. He did well. Like, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. None of that shit is sweet, son. So, Ryan Tannehill <laughs> looked good, looked, looked good again. And he, didn't, he doesn't have to do much to look good. He basically got the ball to his running back 30 times. I don't even think Ryan Tannehill had even have 100 yards passing. But he finds ways to consistently win games. Without his coach being a hindrance. Like, you understand that when other players are tweeting, yo, yo, Ryan, yo Tannehill, you're doing good out there. Keep it up, bro. It wasn't you. We had a toxic environment here. And they're still down there in Miami. And they're, and they're still playing for the, the Dolphins. And they're saying, we had a toxic environment here when we had, because he doesn't need to say this part, when we had Adam Gaze. I hate the Gaze. <coughs> I don't... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, he, 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 takes, he takes time off my life. He does. He really does. But let's not go talk about Adam Gaze anymore. Because Green Bay beat Seattle in a close game. And this is basically everything that you kind of thought it probably was going to be. It's a close game. Um, Looks kind of lopsided for a little bit, but still kind of close. You, you still think that the game is within distance coming into the end. Russell Wilson has had a problem on the road in Green Bay, especially in the playoffs. Green Bay, for as ugly as their wins have been looking, they earned enough wins to get a bye week in the NFC. <clears throat> so Ryan, so Aaron Rodgers had 27 attempts, 16 completions, 243 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. 
Passer rating, 113.7. Got the ball to Adam Jones, 21 times, 62, 62, um, 62 yards, but also with that, two touchdowns. <clears throat> and then there was Devontae Adams. That caught the ball eight times and averaged 20 yards per catch. Yes, folks, 160 yards on eight catches and two touchdowns. And this is one of those games, it's, it's and this is one of those games where it's just, it's just, there's nothing impressive about it. There's nothing good to say. There's, not, there's nothing overly good to say. Aaron Rodgers did did some Aaron Rodgers things, took care of his business and defense. His defense played well. Russell Wilson did Russell Wilson things. Um, he played well, um, and he struggles in Seattle. He struggles in Green Bay, and here we went again, and it was struggle time. That's a little bit. Didn't quite look as much as good as he as he could, but you know what? This is what happens when you're when you when you're dating a girl that's used to be dating a, or has a baby by a guy from Atlanta, and we all know how the Atlanta Falcons blew that lead. Like it's it's like sometimes it's just residual losing. Like like you got some of that residual loser on your dick, <clears throat> and that's what happens when you go into Green Bay. You, like it's, it's these things that you can't explain, and that's the best explanation that I got for you. I think I want to take a quick break here. When we're gonna come up, we're gonna wrap up the show. We don't got a lot. To, we don't got a lot to talk about. We're gonna get into our Nick talk. We got. We're gonna talk about our predictions about who we think we's gonna win. And if I feel like it, maybe some PPW. Maybe. Actually, definitely gonna talk about some PPW. We had a good event this past weekend. Seasons beatings for. So that's the only post I could remember to keep. <laughs> Take me out of here. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears. Catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions, all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world. 
and they can respond. I became a soldier. For CSB News 9, I'm Donato Rank. And I'm Tito Wiltsy. Good night. Clear. Since 1964, Connecticut School of Broadcasting has helped place thousands of people just like you in radio, television, and new media careers. You'll learn it all in a hands-on environment in a matter of months, not years. To take a tour of a campus in your area or to find out if a career in broadcasting is right for you, call 1-800-TV-RADIO or log on to GoCSB.com. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only Dallin Domar Taylor. If you're still listening, that means that shit is groovy, B. Now, I'm messing with you. <clears throat> but if you are still listening, I do appreciate the fact that you're listening to the podcast. There's only a few ways to listen to the podcast. <clears throat> and actually, just actually listen to the Mighty Sports Podcast anyway you listen to the, to the podcast. That I already told you how to listen to it, utilizing your, utilizing your Google Play. So I'm not going to go over that all, all, all over again. Just remember, later on today, I will be having a live stream show. An- another different variation of the, one of the different many things that, that my T-Sports would like to bring to you. This is probably going to be on my YouTube page, my T-Sports as well. So go look underneath that. It is a whole entire new show. I guess I can tell you the name of the show now. Or I guess I can wait all the way until the end of this show to let you know the name of the new show. I think I'll rather do that. So let's continue with talking, finish up right this week in sports. So with Green Bay taking care of their business, uh, excuse me, with Green Bay taking care of their their business, and Tennessee upsetting the whole entire world, right, and destroying the whole entire culture. Kansas City also taking care of their business and making it seem like maybe there isn't really a Superman in Houston. And also, with San Fran, letting everybody know, and I do mean everybody know, that, well, I'll let somebody else say it. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. I will go to Andy up. You'll get your Barbie chain gap. <sighs> Insert favorite player here. When you try me with a sorry insert favorite player here, you will get your Barbie chain snatched. Which basically means that you're going to take an L. And that's exactly what happened with San Francisco. Is that... Jimmy G didn't have to throw for a monster amount of yards. No. It was kind of pedestrian. Kind of Tannehill-ish. But he did manage the game well. That's all he needed to do. His defense played amazing. But when he did get the balls to his individuals, they made plays. And they ran the ball and took care of that clock. And that defense looked amazing. And Jimmy G. We got one for Jimmy today. Eleven 
11 completions on 19 attempts, 131 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But he did get that ball to his to his running back 22 times, 105 yards, two touchdowns. He also was able to get the ball to his wide receiver, Debo Samuels. And I'm not even going to talk about Debo Samuels. Like, who cares? Richard Sherman <laughs> got himself an interception. I don't even know if it was a clinching interception, but it was an interception at, at, at a good enough time that it caused him to have to talk during the end of, this, end of the game. And he basically told the whole entire world, When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. I revert to Andy up. You'll get your Barbie chain yet. And he was like, yo, listen, people try to people try to say, like, well, we asked what kind of coverage was like it was man. He's like, my man came over here to me and I was and I and I covered my man. It was man coverage. No matter where I was playing. No matter I was playing the right side or the left side, I played a man that comes to me. And I was playing that man. And I read the I read the quarterback and I intercepted the ball. He said, I'm tired of all these excuses. Like everybody keep trying to make excuses. Like what kind of coverage was he in, or or did the guy slip, or or, or the quarterback I had a bum shoulder like, all that day. He's like, like I've been. I think people are just mad because I've been consistent since day one, and I've also voiced about how good I am since day one. Gone up and and, and verbally challenged all of the greats since day one. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, you name him. He challenged them. He beat them. He looks. Good against them. Lowest, lowest completion rating. Um, um, less, less lowest touchdown rating. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, all, all of all of the numbers that that mattered as as a as a as a as a cornerback. He has led in since he's been in the league, and that's basically exactly how what he said. Almost how he said it. And this was no different because when you try him with a sorry receiver. Who do they play? San Francisco. He not sorry. All right. But still, you get your Barbie chain snatched. All right, now we're going to see what happens when they go into Green Bay. Because ain't nothing sorry about Green Bay. Except for how that offense is playing, which actually bowls well for Richard Sherman. We'll see. We'll see. So... There's a different like so when you don't have a when you don't have a real like dog in the race right, then you start finding reasons why you might want a certain individual to win. And the certain my certain individuals here, well, out of the, all of them, I definitely don't want Tennessee to win. I just can't, I can't have that happen. I'm sorry, I can't have Florida men, you know what I mean, winning championship. Like you understand, like somehow, some way. South Florida will find a way to embrace it and, and and celebrate that. Nope, I'm going against them. So now we have Kansas City, Green Bay, and San Francisco. So I already said I want Kansas City to move on. <clears throat> I definitely want Kansas I definitely want Kansas City to move on. Now it's gonna be on who do I want to move on more between Green Bay and San Francisco. And Let's just put this out here. Ultimately, I want Kansas City to win. I want Kansas City to win a championship now more than anybody else that's left. Um, part of me wants to Sherman to try to get um, get a second ring with with a second team, like and kind of move like a Deion Sanders, where he can say, "Well, it was my defense at cornerback that helped shift the tide to help team to help my team win." Jimmy G getting his first championship. I know I'm not a big fan of that because. 
some way, some shape, some form, it will be tied back to Bill Belichick and his greatness. Actually, I just kind of talked myself out of wanting San Francisco to win. So then, also too, I would like to see Aaron Rodgers at least attempt for a second ring. But he hasn't been there in a while. So, so then, I, so then, ultimately, if I want Kansas City to win, who do I believe is the is the easier challenge for Kansas City? And I don't know if I want to go with the experienced quarterback and the good defense, or the inexperienced quarterback and the good defense. To be honest with you, because based off of how that defense is with the inexperienced quarterback, and they do have some weapons at tight end, at running back. They do have, oh, oh, no, sorry, that's Tampa Bay. That has Chris, oh, my God, win. But, but, Green Bay has talent. San Francisco has talent. You don't get here without talent. It's just which one of the combinations do I think is going to, is probably going to get in this, into this scenario. Now, I am going to, I'm going to pick Green Bay because I would like to see, the old Kanye with the, versus the new Kanye, basically. And that's ultimately where I'm going for you. And San Francisco, I apologize, because San Francisco knows that you are one of my favorite teams of all time. San Francisco is San Francisco is the first team I grew up loving, that, that got me into loving football. So, <clears throat> to ever pick against them, right, especially especially when they're doing well, right, and, and, I, and I have, you know, because... That's, that, that's really what helps you, like, make some of these decisions. Like, it's if you like that team or not when you think things are close. Like, sometimes you you let your heart and your passion for a team think that they're going to win, even when the logic may not quite be there, or when the logic seems to be kind of even. And, and that's where I'm at here, where I think things are kind of even here. And I'm going with Green Bay. And I don't know why I'm going green. Only because, like I said, a part of me would like to... I, listen, I would like to see the, the young show, too. I would like to see the young show between Jimmy Jimmy G and... And, um... And Patrick Mahomes. I would like to see how both of these guys look in their first ever Super Bowl. If they, get, if they both get to their first ever Super Bowl, unfortunately, like I said, experience has to come into a play somewhere... And maybe Richard Sherman's and his defense, you know, helps them with the experience. But who knows? Maybe Andy Reid and his coaching helps them with his experience. So there's so many different layers to this. And ultimately, you know what happens? We just want to all we just want to see it play out. That's really what we just want. We just want to see how this plays out, and we want it to be good and entertaining. So I, I'm going with Kansas City. I'm going with Green Bay. And ultimately, if that pans out, I'm going with Kansas City to win the whole entire shebang. I want ult because out of anything, out of all the scenarios that I want more than anything, more than I want, more than I don't want Tennessee and anything and a former Dolphins player to make to, to to make it to the Super Bowl. More than I more than I want Aaron Rodgers to get a second ring. More than I would like to see Richard Sherman get his second ring. I would love to see Andy Reid get his first ring. More than anything else out there. More than my hatred, more than my anything, more than my, for, for, for the first team I've ever loved. Even more than for the team, like, listen, I was a big Green Bay fan for, for Brett Favre. It was the only reason why I, why I followed them. 
you understand? Back when I used to play Madden, I used to pick Green Bay's Green Bay's offense, of offensive playbook, the whole entire time I had the Jets. Don't get that twisted. Like if I were to play now, I'd probably pick Kansas City's playbook. I used to pick Philly playbook a lot too. But sometimes they didn't have enough running plays. That shit used to piss me off. Cause I used to like to use Curtis Martin. So that's football. And now we're not gonna stay long here because I wanna I really wanna wrap up the wrap up the show. I don't want it to go over too long. Like I said, I got two of these things to do. And I can always talk about anything else that I'm missing now in the next show. So I'ma save the Knicks talk for the next show. And the Knicks trade talk and how they've looked over the last week. And the reason I'm gonna do that is so that I can talk to you about Platinum Pro Wrestling and what was going on with them this past weekend. Because um as you guys may or may not have known, I did a I did a local wrestling event. For plat I did a local event for with Platinum Pro Wrestling. And no folks, I am not a wrestler, but if you but if this is the first time listening to the podcast. I am not a wrestler, but what I am is a ring announcer. So I was able to announce these wonderful matches for these lovely athletes. And and these are male and female athletes that I'm calling lovely because these are just great performers of the ring. <clears throat> and one of the first and the first match that we had was and this is the first one that I saw I was able to announce for this individual was Jim Cheecher going up against Boone the Gator King. Now this is now this is a good match between both between both of them. Now listen, Jim Cheecher, he comes from fifth period, and most people don't like him. And, and but he still wasn't a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know who Boone the Gator King's manager is, but oh my god, I'm gonna tell you that he freaked me out when he came to the ring. He had a gator head. I I, I guess he I guess you could call him the I guess you could you could call him more like I guess the Flo like the Florida favorite with the gate with the whole gator business, but man, like whew, whoo, he scared me. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I had, had me jumping at him. And, and and he may have had his opponent shook a little bit too because Boone the Gator King was able to come with that victory. Now, now they had a bunch of sponsors that, that were able to sponsor this event. Joy Street Media, right? They had Katrina Bling, Collectibles Cafe, Super Fancom, Miracle Leaf, um, Clementus, Mr. C's Barbecue, and the Adelaide Independent Wrestling Federation and the CrossFit Squad. Like all of those, all of those were sponsors for this event. I want to thank all of the sponsors. I want to thank everybody for, um, that made it out, all of the fans, and, and all of the sponsors for their support as well. All the fans and sponsors for their support. Thank you, everybody. Match number two. It was a doubles division showcase, which is basically a tag teams match for them, right? And and listen, I'm 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 telling you about some of these matches. Now, anytime that you need to really catch a match, just tomorrow, Thursday, on at PPW Florida, right? Go look for the show Ignition, and they will start re-airing these matches, and you need to catch these matches. So some of these matches, I'm not gonna tell you the winners on. Because you need to watch the app. You need to watch some of these to find it out. But this double division showcase that we had here was a was was a was a good one. Now, I'm telling you, this was a good one, and this wasn't even the best tag team match of the night. But man, did it hold its own. We had the tag team of Innovate and Elevate that is comprised of Chris Bradock and Russ. That's them. They took on the brothers in arms, right? Who was Jason Dugan and Rex Zeon. 
And I think, I think they were accompanied to the ring with a manager this time. If, if, I, if I am not mistaken, um, was it Nick J somebody? Nick J Holiday? Nick J Holloway? It was one of the, it was, it was somebody of, of that nature that they, that they were, that they came to the ring with. Was that them? No, actually that was not them. That was not them that it came to, but yeah, it was just Jason Dugan and, and Rex Zion and by the way of, of New York and Dallas and they took on, they took on Innovate and Elevate and they were able to come away with a, with a hard fought victory. This is about this is about the second or third. This is about the second or third fight that the brothers in arms have now had um, with Platinum Pro Wrestling. The first fight, obviously, of this year, and they saw and they start out now with, with a nice little victory. Now they may start be building some momentum to take on the tag team champions, Cash and Flash, part of the establishment. And that's going to be interesting as they start building momentum because as they're building momentum, there's a lot of momentum and a lot of things happening in that tag team or doubles division, which you're going to really want to watch to see. The third match of the evening was a diamonds division showcase, which is basically their women's, their women's division, right? They had Gia Roman. And if you don't know about Gia Roman, she's glamorous out of DC. And, and making her in-ring PPW debut, they, she took on the lucha durable Angel Crush. Well, if you wonder if, if Angel Crush's name sounded familiar, well, Angel Crush is 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 our lovely ring announcer with the Yammy Yam Yams. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Angel, if you happen to hear this, but I mean, the Yams though. The yams. They are the truth. Unfortunately, regardless of how the yams were, they weren't going to be able to help Angel Crush in this match as she took an L to Gia Roman. And look like Gia Roman is also now starting to build up a little momentum. I wouldn't be surprised. Listen, if she puts together a couple more wins, she may be up for a titles match pretty soon. Now... Our fourth match of the evening. It had craziness written all around it. We had Nick Grayson taking on the Black Lion MDK. Now, if you've never seen MDK, this individual has about less than 1% body fat on him. No joke. And... This match happened in a little controversial manner, where it happened to look like there happened to be a little quick count that that went on, and with that quick count, it caused our Platinum Pro Wrestling Commissioner Stud Magnum to have to come out and interject, and he fired the referee at that, that at that time, and. After that, well, it led that one thing led to another, and next thing you know, we're having a here match, and you're gonna have to watch and see the results of that. I'm just saying. 
Oh, what I told you. Next Thursday. Or this Thursday. But the, the best thing about it, it's, it's going to be live. And you can get the and you can catch the read here. So this Thursday, don't forget to catch it. It's at PPW Florida on YouTube. Now, you can also look up this launch code zero two zero, which isn't the latest episode, but it'll get you in the right direction. Not the fifth match of the evening. It was at, it had a 15-minute time limit. This was a singles match. One half of the tag team champions, Maximilian, well, don't have one half of the tag team champs, Cash and Flash, I just told you about them. The Maximilian, he took on Larry Lane. Now, Max will come away with a victory here, but the controversy will ensue because, once again, it seemed that opponents of the establishment aren't too happy with the establishment's presence around the ring during their matches. And there was no difference here. To the point where Larry Lane challenged the establishment to another to a to a match, almost got jumped, and then his rival turned partner or his rival, or his partner turned rival, I should say. Came to the ring and assisted him. Oh yeah, folks. If you don't know who I'm talking about, once again, you're gonna have to watch. But this ended up leading into another match that is going to be scheduled for Mania Week. So that is a match that, you either gonna, that you're definitely going to want to see because I'm going to try to see that match. I don't know if I'm going to be up there in Tampa, but I'm going to try. Now, from here on out, everything just got kind of fast, and, it's, and you, you, you wouldn't expect the action to come. We had a Starlight Championship match with Persia Pierce. Persia Pierce, by the way, she was the first ever PPW women, Starlight Women's Champion. She would take on the current Starlight Women's Champion, Savannah Evans. Savannah Evans is also a member of the establishment. Yes, folks. The establishment not only has the PPW heavyweight champion, which I'm saying wrong. It's the PPW platinum weight champion. I'm tripping. PPW platinum weight champion. They have the PPW starlight champion. They have the PPW double division champion. Yes, folks. They have three out of the four championships in their stable. And to be honest with you, if they need a ring man or a personal announcer or somebody to distract the referee every once in a while, they may not have to look too far. I'm just saying, Frank, holla at your boy. I like, I said, I'll take a little, I'll take a little cut underneath the table. Like, I'll distract the ref or two for you. 
I, I, how do I become, like, get part of the establishment? I like to flash some cash. Our next match was supposed to be actually. Our next, our next match, actually, was a tag team match. It was a doubles division championship, and this was a number one contenders match. This was a match between Culture Inc., Elite Knight, and Malik Bo City, as well as taking on Tax Forces, DMC. Who DMC? You have to remember, is your key to the city holder which allows him to contend for any championship within the next year and he only has eight days remaining to utilize it as of that event so you're going to want to see if he took advantage of that anytime during the evening now this show right here I'm going to tell you this doubles division match right here was the show it stole the show if you like action if you like impact if you like hard hard hitting fast action in the <laughs> watch this match it is between culture inc eli knight malik bo city and task force mikey spandex dmc this match is a number one contenders match so, the crazy thing about this is that if Task Force wins this match and they go on to take on the tag team champions and if DMC cashes in, successfully cashes in his key to the city, we could be, look, we could be calling DMC Mr. Two Belts. I'm just saying, he'll be one half of the doubles division champion, and he'll be the silverweight champion. Think about that. Our next match was a diamonds division championship match, where to, where the the lovely Casey Lennox will defend her belt against Reagan Fire. And I apologize. I said this about the last lady. No, Reagan Fire was the first ever champion. I'm telling you, you're going to want to watch that match as well to see who won that. I'm telling you, I'm not giving away any more matches. I am not giving away any more matches. I am sorry. We had, um, we had a championship match where Blanco Loco, Grade A Chuck Davis, the Human Horror Show Zach Monster, and the Fresh Team Leo Knox will have a last man standing four way elimination sorry it was a four a four way elimination pinfall or submission match the last person standing would be champion the last person standing will be your silver weight champion that four way match you're gonna want to see and I said I wasn't going to give away any matches. I said I wasn't going to give away any matches. I may have lied. I may have lied. We had your platinum, you had your platinum weight champion, C.J. O'Doyle, member of the establishment, defend his belt against your girlfriend's favorite wrestler, as he likes to call himself, Ernest Alexander. Like, Ernest Alexander put up a good fight. He came out there, play, placated to the crowd. 
and that may have been his problem. He keeps thinking that he is your girlfriend's favorite wrestler and shows up a little bit too much in that ring. And as you know, the Lionheart brawler from Philly, an all-around jerk, does not play around in that ring. And let's just say the establishment doesn't lose a lot of matches. But you're still going to want to have to watch if you're going to want to see the results for that one. Now, PPW's next event is going to take place, if I'm not mistaken, in April. I'm actually looking for some of that information right now. Actually, there we go, right here. So, the next uh, Platinum Pro Wrestling's next event will be in the heart of Tampa. It'll be the it'll be in the heart of Mania Week. It's gonna be Wednesday night, April first. They're gonna take part in Generations Championship Wrestling. We run this town event, and and as we as they're gonna represent their Lucha Mania Four, or they're gonna present their Lucha Mania Four. The event is gonna be a two day trip or a two day event that's gonna be from March thirty first to April first. It's gonna have over thirty two hours of professional wrestling, music, Vikings burlesque and more they have tickets information it could be it could be found right now on Evenbrite, and all you have to do is search we run this town folks you know what that is right that's the end of the show yeah i told you like i'll get into that nick talk on the other podcast when we do that later on that's, that's gonna be a little bit more encompassing right now i'm gonna go take a nice little break what time is it it's 5.30. I don't I have like a, I have basically maybe like an hour and a half before I got to get another show up and running. I'm going to go take a shower, do some laundry. Wait, I, may, I may even go run into my bull real quick. We see how much I can get done now. Yeah, listen, I got a bull. I haven't told her that she's my bull yet, but I kind of got a bull. My best friend don't like her, but I got a boo. My best friend don't like none of my boos. Which, which, which is, I, don't even, I don't even get, I don't even front on anymore because I don't like none of my best friend's boo. This particular, but I don't like none of her boos anyway, either. <laughs> I don't know if we just keep picking the wrong people or we just need to go ahead and, and, and just gonna go and, and knock one out for the for one time. You know what I mean? Smash, have a kid, depart, have that one memory in, in the form of a kid and then never do that shit again. You know what I mean? Like, it, it may have to go down that way, but, no. Nah. Once again, commitment. I said I, I I talked about at least committing somewhere, and that's and that's you know let's not go down that road. You know how I like to end the show. Let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. This is Talent Omar Taylor. I was my pleasure speaking with you today as always. Don't forget this will be up and everywhere in just moments. But please listen on live at eight o'clock. We will be having a live video recorded show for you guys to witness this is gonna be a brand new show this is a brand new show alert i did tell you i was gonna wait to end the show to tell you the name of that show it's called the tko show got new music and everything well at least opener <laughs> i'll let your boy i'm out of here hey i'm rambling can you can you play the outro already so i can stop rambling to the people sorry boys all the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down, lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks.
Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't wanna go far. Rough night. My T Sports.